You're listening to The Big Show on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Yeah, playing your favorite wrestling themes uh, as it is WrestleMania 39 this weekend. Little Bret Hart, Calgary's own, the hitman. We go down the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Using that same secret recipe since 1975, dining at 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast. Takeout or delivery at 403-248-3344. Privileged to be joined by uh, Calvary FC assistant coach Nick Ledgerwood. Season's getting closer. April 15th, the season opener out in Hamilton. Nick, thank you so much for joining me this morning. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. Hey, not a problem. Were you in uh, much uh, into wrestling growing up? Um, yeah, I watched a little bit of it. Um, you know, I was, uh, you know, the undertaker, oh, yeah. Brad, the Hitman hard, those kind of days. I watched it a little bit. I wouldn't say I was a big fan of it though. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> no, it's all right. We just been uh, talking every guest, you know, if they liked the wrestling growing up and, uh, everyone so far they watched it. I think it was just a natural thing for kids growing up yeah, to, to just be yeah, natural progression of yeah, what's on TV for exactly. you, right? Yeah. And here I am. I'm still enjoying it. So here I am. <laughs> Well, anyways, uh, let's talk about the group. Uh, training camp underway. You guys just got back from Portland. Uh, how's the group looking uh, two weeks out now? Yeah, actually really good. Uh, we're really happy with, uh, you know, what we've done in the in the preseason this year. We we brought back the guys a little earlier. We've done some great onboarding with our new players uh, to get them up to speed in, in, you know, the philosophy of Cavalry, the DNA of what we want at the club. Uh, we had a great trip down to Portland. The weather was actually really good for us. Had two really meaningful games where, you know, we saw players in the positions that we want them to in uh, in a very good competitive game down there. And, and now, like you said, we're in our two-week home stretch here where we're just fine-tuning the last little bits before we uh, take off to Forge for the opening game. Obviously, there's some uh, some change in the offseason. Some new names in. Ethan Beckford, I'm looking at here. J- uh, James Daly as well. Talk about how the uh, the, the new guys are uh, acclimating into uh, Calvary FC. Yeah, and I think that's something that we kind of pride ourselves at the club here is, you know, the, the culture that we've built and even the new players say it right away when they come in. You know, we, we're very open to the new players. Everybody's helping each other because uh, we know at the end of the day, you work better when you're in an environment that you enjoy and you're having fun doing it. So, you know, the new players like uh, Callum Montgomery, mm-hmm. Ethan Beckford, Jesse Daly, Shamit Shom, uh, who've come in, you know, they've, they've come in absolutely flying. They look sharp uh, and they'll definitely be very positive additions to the team this year. Second year uh, for you seeing the field from a different perspective, you know, from playing at the highest level to now coaching. This is something you knew you wanted to do while you were still playing, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think it was probably around the age of 25, 26, where I started looking into, okay, can I get my coaching licenses over in Germany? What does it look like? What are the steps I want to take? I wanted to make sure that, uh, you know, I had my coaching licenses before I finished my playing career that the transition to the coaching side of it was just that much easier for me. And, uh, you know, that's exactly what I did. I finished my A license last year um, and was able then to be educated when I stepped into that role. 
Now, talk to me about the the getting the licenses. I know they have the UEFA licenses. Obviously, Canada has their different licenses. Is it like a, a test, or is it like you have to do show some things like on the field, and then like there's a practical, and then there's a, a written type thing to get these licenses? Yeah, there's a yeah, there's a little bit of everything. Um, so obviously, the UEFA licenses; those are the ones that are certificate out of Europe. Each country has their own, mm-hmm. uh, and I did I did my UEFA B license in Germany, um, and that kind of compromised of on-field training. There was a written exam. You had to break down some video analysis stuff, so some visual type stuff. There was also a technical component to it, so the coaches had to actually show that they were capable of you know, some soccer skills. It wasn't just that they were good at reading a book and blowing a whistle Mm -hmm. that they could actually play as well. So that was in in Germany was a little different. And then in Canada, when I did my A license, which is the highest license that Canada offers for soccer, I did it actually during the COVID uh, or during the pandemic and it was all online. Mm -hmm. So I did a two year, it, it, it was about 18 months all online. We met every uh, every other Sunday online for two to three hours. And then we had to submit videos of training sessions that we had ran. So a li- little similar, but different kind of uh, progression with it. But yeah, those were the two outcomes. And so there's not, there wasn't much of a written exam, but you do have to submit your assignments and, mm. and everything like that on time okay. to be graded. A little bit yeah. of school after the playing as well. Now, yeah, now, now with, exactly. With the B license in UEFA, that would get you up to, like, you could be an assistant, right? And then with the A, you could be a manager. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. That clears everything. I, I've just always been interested in how you get your, your licenses and whatnot and what goes into them. And, yeah. And some yeah. other coaching experience you're getting as well. Uh, but uh, your, your time has been split with the, between the club and some international duty. You've had the privilege to work with our women's team and Bev Priestman. Uh, how's that experience uh, going on with, a, you know, a big tournament on the horizon this summer? Yeah, it was, it was great. Uh, last year, I, I went away for three camps with them. Um, and this year I was uh, a part of the She Believes Cup. Um, it was it, honestly a great experience to see the international game at such a high level. I mean, the women's team is pretty much the pinnacle of international football coming off an Olympic gold medal. They're prepping for a World Cup in, in Australia. So it was, it was really cool to see the details uh, and everything that goes in behind the scenes and the resources that they have um, in their training camps, uh, you know, I helped out on the the and uh, the performance analysis side of things. So I was able to see, you know, the the clipping, the coding of games, and how they take apart the game to show the players, and you know, their pregame meetings, their postgame meetings. So it was very, in, you know, the information that I got just from those camps and how they dealt with stuff was was huge. And I've been able to bring back a lot of little ideas back to cavalry as yeah. well and you know maybe to have a look at the different perspectives of it right in the lane yeah. so no it's good to it's have been it's been very helpful good to have many eyes on on different type of things are you are, are is there a plan for you to go down to the group uh, with them this summer or are you going to stay with Cavs? yeah i mean initially the talks were that um that i'd go down uh with them uh, to australia but uh, as we broke down the calendar and looked a little bit more into what it would take, you yeah. know, I'd be missing probably close to 40, 50 days. Wow. Um, yeah, from, from the start of their pre-camp to wherever they end up in the tournament, it would be close to that 40 to 50-day mark. 
And just on both sides, uh, the women's team and, and here, it was like, uh, you know, I can't, I can't take that much time away of from course. my full-time job here. So, yeah, unfortunately, no, I won't be going down to the World Cup, but that means that I'll be able to be invested here 100% in, in the full season, which is great. Yeah, that's that's for sure key. Uh, some old faces out, some new faces in. We talked about that as well. The Adding the depth in key spots. Tell us about, or sorry, yeah, we are, sorry, I'm all confused here. Uh, the old guard <laughs> is still in place here. Ali Moosey, Dan Klomp, Sergio Camargo, Charlie Trafford, still patrolling the pitch for Cavs. You know, chemistry yeah. isn't a thing that's built overnight. How much will you rely on the older group to get things settled sooner rather than later? Because I know when you ran into the injuries and, and the player exits last year, chemistry might have been mm-hmm. a little bit of an issue there at the, at the end of the season. Yeah, oh, 100%. And, we, and, you know, uh, halfway through the season or, you know, as we had those injuries, we had to bring in some new players as well, which, you know, is tough for team chemistry. You you know, you know, have different philosophies coming in midway through a season and you're trying to onboard them as quickly as possible. And I think that's why this year we're, we're pretty much set in our squad right now. Uh, you know, there won't be maybe one or one, maybe two additions later on in the season, but we're, we're set. So, you know, we're not going to have that problem where mid-season we're now bringing in three, four players where we need to teach them our philosophy, tactics, how we want to build out, how we want to press or play. Mm-hmm. And, you know, having the the older vets on the team, like you said, uh, you know, Ali Moosey, Charlie, Sergio, Marco Carducci, yeah, Marco. Dan Klomp, you know, that's that's the spine of the team. And, and if those guys can kind of reach out to the one or two players that are around them, then then we're off to a great start, right? They can they can implement what they know from the previous seasons and it just makes our job as coaches that much more easier. How important is it going to be uh hopefully getting healthier years out of guys like Fraser Aird and Meyer Bevan? I know Meyer Bevan was a guy that came in the first time. He was a he guy he got some big goals for you guys. And Fraser Aird, he brings that experience as well. But losing him like within the first couple weeks last year was yeah. absolutely massive. But how important is yeah, it gonna be getting healthy years out of Aird and, and Bevan? Massive. You know, those are those are two for me, two key pillars of, of this team and not only because of the talent that they have on the field, mm-hmm. but because of the leadership and the culture that they bring off the field. You know, uh, Fraser's an unbelievable leader uh, with the younger players as well as the older players. He's experienced it all from the international level to, to playing overseas at some big clubs. Um, and he's, he's very close to full fitness right now, so he's had an unbelievable recovery uh, with his injury. So, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he's, you know, knocking on the door to, to say, you know, like I'm ready to be on that trip to, to Forge. I want to be there. Maybe not in the, in the starting 11, but, you know, we're getting close to it. And then with Meyer, yeah, he, you know, he showed how important he was last year with some unbelievable goals. And it's just going to be a big thing for him this year is, you know, can we consistently see him on the pitch for us uh, and, and make sure that his off-field recovery and the professionalism there to, to make sure that he's available week in, week out. Um, you know, the longevity of a career, right? That's what he's got to do for us. We're talking with uh, Nick Ledgewood, uh, assistant coach for Cavalry FC, former member of the Canadian men's national team as well. Uh, Nick, do you keep tabs uh, on the guys that have moved on much? Like, you know, Victor Latoury having a really good year with Ross County, got a call up to Canada. 
uh, Ironman Peppel, who was having a hell of a year with Cavs last year before finding his way over to, to League Two in England. And then, you know, Dom Zator, he's been out for a little bit of Cavs, but, you know, he's making his way in Poland, earning a call-up for Canada. Do you keep tabs, like, uh, you know, send congratulatory texts to these guys and see how they're doing? Of, of course, of course. Uh, I, think it's, I think it's part of it, especially being on the coaching side of it now, not only as a friend and a teammate, mm. but now on the coaching side, you know, uh, because there's no saying in, in what happens in the future. Maybe in, in five, six, seven years, uh, they do the full circle and they end up back at Cavs uh, to end off their career, right? So it's always good to keep tabs and, and keep in touch and see how they're doing. And and just as a, a friend and an old teammate, right? Uh, you know, I congratulated Vic and, and Zatz for being called up in the national team. Oh. I'm lucky that they didn't get on the field, but it's an unbelievable experience for them, uh, especially with uh, Victor Latoury, who, you know, last year moved, like you said, to Ross County, had a, had a is, or is having a, you know, a very solid season with them. Um, and to be rewarded with a call to the national team, that's, that's what it's all about, right? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I think there was a lot of people back here that reached out and just gave them a little congratulation and keep your head down, keep working type of thing, and more doors will open for you. Are you guys? Is that's a big thing? I know Tommy mentions is is just you know wanting to see these guys move on and get call ups to the to the to the to the national team. Do you see what the CPL is doing? And you're seeing like, hey, these there's guys from all over this league getting called up. Do you are you really excited to see where you know entering its fifth year? There's some quality talent in this league. Oh, hundred percent. And I, I know you say fifth year. It's almost. I guess yeah. You know, it's Three almost and a half? Like the third year. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like the third year if you take out the two years of the pandemic. Yeah. Which, you know, some people don't really count, but yeah, it's still in its infancy stages. And to see all these players now being recognized and and the player pool of Canadian players getting bigger and bigger, you know, it's exactly what the men's game needed. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm very, I'm very excited. You know. The one thing there I would say that I'm a little bit, you know, disappointed with is is what happened with FC Edmonton. You know, I think if, yeah. if Canada soccer and uh, the landscape of soccer in this country wants to move forward, we can't have teams uh, or ownership groups like that happen. Uh, you know, we're very fortunate that at Spruce Meadows with, with Linda Southern that we have an unbelievable owner mm-hmm. uh, with us at, at Spruce Meadows and to be able to play there. Uh, you know, that's what we need around the league uh, to keep pushing this league. And, and hopefully we reach that goal of 12 teams by, by 2026, right? And then, and then I think you can really see this league flourish as we host the World Cup. Oh, 100%. And I, 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 you brought up Edmonton. It'll be the first year there won't be an Al Clasico. Not that it was a very close rivalry, but with no FC Edmonton, you, you got to be missing those meetings. Like, I'll miss the road trips up there for sure. Yeah, oh, you know, it was it was great for us. I think we we're, you know, the only team in the league that never got beat by Edmonton. Yeah. Uh which is a great uh record to have. But on the flip side of it, that's that's our Alberta derby. That's uh, you know, mm-hmm. something that we like to and to see a city of the the size of Edmonton now not have a professional team. Uh you know, I really hope that somebody sees the possibilities and the opportunities there with it and mm-hmm. steps in and has the right mindset to do that. So, yeah. I hope so too, because Edmonton is a, is a, it's a strong market. Obviously, Alfonso Davies grew up there and everything, so maybe who knows? I mean, they got some good athletes yeah. up there that could get involved in some ownership, possibly. Oh, Connor exactly. McDavid. Yeah, <laughs> it's, 
<laughs> if they wanted to do it, they could do it. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Uh, we lose a team, but we do gain a team, so the league stays at yeah. eight. Excited for Vancouver and the lower mainland to get involved in the league? Yeah, I'm very interested to see, uh, you know, how their their infrastructure is with the stadium, um, what kind of fan base they're going to pull mm-hmm. from, if they're going to start pulling a lot of the, you know, the Vancouver Whitecaps kids that aren't getting a sniff with the first team. Maybe they see a better opportunity to come through the CPL yeah. and, and make it into the into the national team program. Um, yeah, it'll be it'll be very interesting. But but like you said, you know, you get these teams, and obviously the ownership group is the same one from from Pacific. Yep. So they know what they're doing. Uh, they know how to do it right. So yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to those away trips as well. I saw that they might have been uh, rumored by to uh, get involved in some English uh, action as well to get their portfolio expanded over yeah. to Europe as well. So that would be pretty cool. Yeah, that, well, exactly. I think I think people are starting to see the uh, the North American uh, contingent with uh, Ryan Reynolds over there with Rexo oh, and, yeah. and how popular that's growing, and people want to start jumping on the bandwagon because uh, because they see the growth in it, right? Yeah, it was Huddersfield. They're they're a six five sports and entertainment. Yeah. They're trying to get in yeah. on the Huddersfield takeover. So. That would be pretty cool as well. Mm-hmm. Um, kit release uh, coming up Wednesday. I believe you're the last CPL club to show off your new look for 2023. Have you had a chance to see them yet? I have, yes. Ooh. Can't give us any hints. <laughs> oh, eh? you, want me to, you want me to spill the beans on No, it? I mean, just maybe, I don't know. Yeah, I know we want to see it you and everything. I, but uh, I, I, I really like the look of them this year. Um, I like the meaning behind it. I like the look. I think we're going to look really sharp. Uh, at our home games, it'll be it'll be a nice look, and I think fans will really appreciate it. Yeah, league wide, it's been a it's been a great unveil from uh, from all the clubs. It's uh, it's gonna it's a very good looking league on the pitch uh, for sure. Starting this year, wanted to get you out on this one. I know it's a bit of a a tough topic uh, to follow, but it's it's at the heart of everything. Man. Have you been following much yeah. with the heritage committee hearings and going on with Canada Soccer? Um. A little bit. I, I wouldn't say I've I've fully dived into it. Mm. Um, I've I've got bits and pieces of it. I follow up on Twitter every now and again, um, just to see what's kind of come about it. But yeah, yeah, it's it's obviously at the heart of like you said of, of Canada soccer right now. Yeah, and it's 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 obviously just disappointing to see, especially with how good the cl- both the men's and the women's have been over the last few years, and plus. The dang World Cup's going to be here in three years' time. You want to you want to be go have a have a good area of uh, expertise running the show here. So hopefully they can figure some things out and we can get right to a, a good spot again with uh, Canada soccer. Uh, Nick, thank you so much for uh, taking time out of your busy morning. I know you got some training and whatnot to get to. So uh, all the best this season. We'll do this again soon. Awesome. Thank you so much for the time. Appreciate it. There you go. As Nick Ledgerwood, uh, assistant coach for Cavalry FC. Uh, done some coaching as well with Bev Priestman and the women's team, uh, as well as uh, a former Cavs captain, their first captain, and a member, uh, I believe, 50 caps playing with the Canadian men's national team. And, of course, uh, Nick joined us down the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline using the same secret recipe since 1975. Dine in at 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast. Takeout or delivery at 403 248 3344. I want to tell you what's uh, coming up next on the station is the Jeff Merrick show uh, coming up uh, after us. I don't think we have the lineup just yet as of it. We'll get you the lineup uh, in a little bit. Uh, but it is a Calgary Flames game day. They're out on the West Coast taking on the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, Calgary will try and win three in a row for just the fourth time this calendar year. A win and a regulation Jets loss to Detroit would put Calgary even on points 
with the same amount of games remaining. Of course, Winnipeg still has that one tiebreaker, uh, being that they have more regulation wins than Calgary. Of course, that Winnipeg uh, and Detroit game will go at 6 p.m. out in Winnipeg. Uh, you know, Winnipeg just cannot score anything, but this is the first of five at home. Uh, they have not scored more than three. They've only scored three goals more than uh, more than three goals twice this month, I should say. Uh, but the Flames and Canucks go at eight o'clock tonight out in Vancouver. Flames warm, of course, uh, an hour before puck drop at seven with Pat and Lubo. But Flames talk with Aaron Vickers and Pat. We'll get all the Flames coverage started at four o'clock. Around the corner, uh, we'll replay our conversation from earlier on today with uh, Nick Kiprios from uh, the co-host of Real Kipper and Born on Sportsnet 590, as well a Toronto Star columnist and a former Stanley Cup winner as well. Uh, that's next as Big Show continues here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan.